0: This is an audio version of Supervising Strong Learners by Amplifying Weak Experts by Paul Cristiano, Buck and Dario Amadei. This is an excerpt which is included in the core readings of the AGI Safety Fundamentals course. The paper was published on the 19th of October 2018. Abstract Many real-world learning tasks involve complex or hard-to-specify objectives, and using an easier-to-specify proxy can lead to poor performance or misaligned behaviour. One solution is to have humans provide a training signal by demonstrating or judging performance. But this approach fails if the task is too complicated for a human to directly evaluate. We propose Iterated Amplification, an alternative training strategy which progressively builds up a training signal for difficult problems by combining solutions to easier subproblems. Iterated Amplification is closely related to expert iteration. Reference to Antony et al. 2017, Silver et al. 2017. except that it uses no external reward function. We present results in algorithmic environments, showing that iterated amplification can efficiently learn complex behaviours. Section 1. Introduction If we want to train an ML system to perform a task, we need to be able to evaluate how well it is doing. Whether our training signal takes the form of labels, rewards, or something else entirely, we need some way to generate that signal. If our goal can be evaluated automatically, such as winning a game of Go, or if we have an algorithm that can generate examples of correct behaviour, then generating a training signal is trivial. In these cases, we might say that there is an algorithmic training signal. Unfortunately, most useful tasks don't have an algorithmic training signal. So, in current applications of machine learning, humans often provide the training signal. This can be done by having a human demonstrate the task, for example, labelling an image or teleoperating a robot or by learning a reward function from human judgments. For these classes of tasks, we could say that there is a human training signal. However, there are harder tasks for which we can't compute demonstrations or rewards even with human assistance, and for which we currently have no clear method to get a meaningful training signal. Consider making economic policy decisions, advancing the scientific frontier, or managing the security of a large network of computers. Some of these tasks are beyond human scale, in quotes, A single human can't perform them and can't make sense of their massive observation space well enough to judge the behaviour of an agent. It may be possible for a human to judge performance in the very long run, for example by looking at economic growth over several years, but such long-term feedback is very slow to learn from. We currently have no way to learn how to perform such tasks much better than a human. The overall situation is depicted in Table 1, which shows six different combinations of training signal source and problem formulation, supervised learning or RL. The bulk of ML practice operates in the top centre box, without supervised learning, from human labels, the bottom left box, RL with a scripted reward, and sometimes the top left box, supervised learning of algorithms. The bottom centre box, RL from a human training signal, is beginning to be explored, and includes inverse reinforcement learning. Here's a list of references, and RL from human feedback. More references. At present, there seems to be no general method to handle problems in the bottom right or the top right. So here is that table. It has two rows, supervised learning and reinforcement learning, and then columns for algorithmic, human and beyond human. And so it shows the six different possible combinations of those. Summing up once again, it was the bulk of ML practice operates on supervised learning from human labels, RL with a scripted reward, and sometimes supervised learning of algorithms. RL from a human training signal is beginning to be explored and at present there seems to be no general method for handling the beyond-human supervised learning or the beyond-human reinforcement learning, with examples being long-term prediction and designing a transit system. Back to the text. It seems desirable to expand the range of tasks for which we can get a training signal, for two reasons. First, it would enable ML systems to perform new tasks. SL and RL are very powerful methods when we can get a training signal, so making them applicable to tasks that humans can't directly judge or perform could have a big impact. Second, better specification of complex goals and targets may be vital to building robustly beneficial AI systems. In practice, when an accurate training signal would be quote, beyond human scale, end quote, we often instead find a short-term proxy that is correlated with what we want. But aggressively optimizing that proxy can lead to pathological behavior. Here's a list of references. An example of Goodhart's law. When a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. For example, we might find that user-reported satisfaction, which we can easily measure, is a good proxy for long-term benefit to society, which is very complicated. But if we maximise it with RL, our agent may maintain fraudulent appearances or effectively manipulate users into providing high ratings. At large scales, this kind of pathology could lead to systemic crashes, and a mismatch between proxies and our real preferences is a major source of concerns about the safety of future powerful AI systems. Reference to Bostrom 2014. In this paper, we propose a general framework for building up a training signal on complex tasks by decomposing them, with AI assistance, into simpler tasks for which we have a human or algorithmic training signal. In our experiments, we apply the framework with a number of simplifications to relatively simple tasks as a first step towards addressing the problems described above. Section 1.1. Our method, Iterated Amplification. We propose a new method, Iterated Amplification, for a human expert H to train an ML agent X. Rather than having H demonstrate or evaluate the target behaviour on their own, we allow them to invoke several copies of the current agent X to help them. We write a formula, Amplify H of X, for the composite system, consisting of H and several copies of X working together to solve a problem. The agent X then learns from Amplify H of X, in the same way that it would traditionally learn from H alone. To instantiate this framework, we make three design decisions. First, what set of tasks do we train X to solve? In order for X to be a useful assistant, we need to choose a sufficiently broad set of tasks. In this article, we will focus on question answering. Second, how do we construct Amplify H of X? In this article, we focus on delegation. Amplify H of X answers a question Q by having H identify a sequence of useful subquestions, using X to compute a subanswer to each subquestion, and having H decide how to answer Q after seeing the subanswers. And thirdly, how does X learn from Amplify H of X? In this article, we focus on supervised learning. X is an autoregressive model trained to predict Amplify H of X's output. Future work could instead use imitation learning or use Amplify H of X to define a reward function that X maximises with RL. That's the end of the three design decisions. Initially, X behaves randomly, so Amplify H of X is essentially equivalent to H and we are effectively learning from an expert. Over time, the agent X becomes more powerful and the role of the expert transitions into coordinating, in quotes, several copies of X to solve the problem better than a single copy could solve it. Once X is very sophisticated... Even tasks like identify a useful sub-question might be delegated. As long as it is possible for multiple agents to collaboratively solve problems more effectively than a single agent, perhaps using human expertise to coordinate their efforts, then amplify H of X can outperform X and hence provide a useful training signal. We discuss this assumption in section 5. Audio note, that is not included in this audio excerpt. You can check it out in the original paper. The human must be involved in this process because there is no external objective to guide learning. The objective is implicit in the way that the human coordinates the copies of X. For example, we have no external measure of what coordinates a good, in quotes, answer to a question. This notion is only implicit in how a human decides to combine the answers to sub-questions, which usually involve both facts and value judgments. Our goal is for X to learn the goal at the same time that it learns to behave competently. This is in contrast with the alternative approach of specifying a reward function and then training a capable agent to maximise that reward function. Section 1.2 Outline In Section 2, we describe iterated amplification and our implementation in more detail. In Section 3, we compare our approach to prior work. In Section 4, we describe our experimental results, showing that iterated amplification can be stable and efficient despite the non-stationary training signal and lack of external objective. In section 5, we explain why we believe that decomposability is a realistic assumption for complex tasks in the real world. Audio note. This extract, narrated for the AGI Safety Fundamentals course, only goes as far as section 3.1. You can check out the rest in the original paper. Section 2. Detailed instantiation of iterated amplification. Section 2.1. Predicting the human behaviour. In order to reduce the burden on the human expert H, we train a human predictor H' prime and use this predictor to generate training data rather than consulting h directly that is we train h prime to imitate the role of h when computing amplify h of x and we train x using amplify h prime of x rather than using amplify h of x directly because h prime is only learning how to identify subquestions and combine sub-answers, rather than solving an entire task we expect to train it with much less data note that h prime needs to predict how h will respond to sub-answers provided by x because X is changing, this distribution is non-stationary. And so we need to continuously update H' throughout the training process. Section 2.2. Training Overview We train an agent X to answer questions from some distribution D. Our training process depicted in Figure 1 involves running four processes in parallel. 1. We repeatedly sample a question, that's Q from D, use Amplify H of X to answer that question, and record every decision made by H during the process. That is, H finds a subquestion Q1, that would help them answer Q, and we compute the answer A1 equals X of Q1. We repeat this process K times, where K is a fixed parameter, and then H computes an answer A. We store the transcript tau equals Q, Q1, A1, through to QK, AK, and A. Here's the second process, we train a model H prime to predict the decisions made by H in each of these transcripts, that is, to predict subquestions QI and final answers A. Process 3: We repeatedly sample a question Q from D, use amplify H prime of X to answer that question, and record the resulting question-answer pairs. And process 4: X is trained by supervised learning on these QA pairs. Audio note: All of this is described in a schematic diagram. It's labelled schematic of our iterated amplification implementation. It's very detailed. You can check it out in the original paper. Section 2.3 Dynamics of Training The behaviour of the agent X develops over the course of training. Here's a list of points. First, initially X answers questions randomly. When the human asks sub-questions, they frequently receive incoherent or useless sub-answers. Next point, the human is able to answer some questions without any help from X and eventually X learns to copy these simple answers. Next, once X is able to provide simple answers, the human is able to provide slightly better answers by breaking them into simple pieces. Then X learns to provide slightly better answers. Next point. This process continues, with X gradually expanding the set of queries it can answer and gradually improving the answers it provides. At each point in training, Amplify H of X is modestly smarter than X working on its own, and x chases this moving target that's the end of those points if all goes well at the end of this process we're left with an agent that approximates in quotes the behavior of an exponentially large team of copies of h the hierarchical decomposition itself is discarded as an artifact of training and the actual procedure learned by the agent will generally not mirror the structure used in training section 2.4 questions with context in practice questions often take the form of a very large context For example, a 100-page design document, and a relatively small context-conditional question. For example, what are the largest risks when implementing this design? In particular, this is the case in the experiments reported in Section 4. Answering a question requires understanding the entire context, but it may be possible to decompose a question without looking at the entire context. This allows us to apply iterated amplification to tasks where the context is too large for a human expert to observe directly. Instead, we can give H the ability to look at small parts of the context as needed. Hopefully, H can decompose a question into pieces that depend on smaller and smaller parts of the context, until arriving at questions that depend only on isolated facts from the context. Large contexts also facilitate an important trick for accelerating training. In many settings, almost all of the work of answering a question is actually about understanding the context, and it is possible to ask many different questions about a single context. We divide X into two phases, a context-encoding phase and a question-answering phase. During training, rather than sampling a simple question, we sample a context together with multiple questions about that context. We reuse the work of the context-encoding phase across all of these questions. Similarly, when computing Amplify H of X, we reuse the context-encoding work between all of the sub-questions that X needs to answer. In our experiments, this speeds up training by an order of magnitude. Section 2.5. Model Architecture We implement X as an encoder-decoder architecture with self-attention, closely following the transformer architecture. Reference to Vaswani et al. 2017. We represent the context as a set of facts, each of which is a sequence of tokens. We embed each token using a lookup table. We embed facts by concatenating the token embeddings and applying a linear projection. We apply the transformer encoder to the embedded facts. Our only change to the architecture from Vaswani et al. 2017 is inserting batch norm after each MLP. We embed questions in the same way we embed facts, then apply the transformer decoder to a batch of questions, omitting the self-attention altogether because it would correspond to interactions amongst questions, which ought to be independent. An auto regressive MLP generates a sequence of symbols conditioned on the result of the transformer decoder. It generates symbols either by outputting a set of logits or by choosing to copy a symbol from the context, as in pointer networks, reference to Vinyals et al. 2015. The human predictor H' is also a transformer decoder augmented with the ability to copy symbols from previous steps. H' operates on sequences of questions and answers. Like H, it never observes the entire context. Details of our model architecture are described in Appendix D. Section 3. Related Work Heading Expert Iteration our method is very similar to Expert Iteration or Exit, referenced to Anthony et al., 2017, and AlphaZero, referenced to Silver et al., 2017, and has recently achieved strong performance in the board games Hex, Go, Chess, and Shogi. Exit is itself closely analogous to the Bellman update in Q Learning, and all of these can be viewed as analogues of dynamic programming where neural networks replace lookup tables. The key difference between our work and Exit is the lack of an external objective. In Exit, the expert is produced by a search algorithm that optimises an external objective. Our contribution is to show that a similar training process can be used even when the task definition is only implicit in the decomposition and recomposition strategy. Heading, Inverse Reinforcement Learning. By observing human behaviour and inferring the underlying reward function that they are optimising, reference to Ng et al. 2000 and Hadfield-Manel et al. 2016, Inverse reinforcement learning could also potentially learn reward functions for tasks that are too challenging for humans. Handling such tasks requires a sufficiently accurate model of human cognition to predict what humans would, in quotes, prefer, if we relaxed their cognitive limitations. In addition to being extremely complex, such a model is not identifiable because we never observe the ground truth about human preferences. Iterated amplification is an alternative strategy that does not require solving this challenging model specification problem. Heading, Debate Training AI systems to debate each other, reference to Irving et al. 2018, is another possible approach to training question-answering systems where a human expert cannot evaluate answers directly. Both debate and iterated amplification involve a recursive structure where AI systems help humans address relevant sub The largest conceptual difference is that in iterated amplification, each subquestion is answered by an independent copy of X, trained by Amplify H of X. While in a debate, the subquestions are answered by one of the debaters, who are trained to defend a particular answer to the top-level question. Heading, Algorithm Learning. Our problem differs from traditional work on learning algorithms, some references here, because we don't assume that we have access to ground-truth labels. Heading, Recursive Model Architectures. Our work differs from recursive model architectures, some references here, in that the learned model doesn't have a recursive structure. The recursive decomposition is used only to generate training data, and even then, only a single step of decomposition is performed in each iteration. So the trained agent might end up solving the task in a totally different way from the decomposition used by the human, and in particular, it may learn heuristics that treat the problem holistically. This flexibility is important to the applicability of our method. It is often possible to divide a task into easier parts, but dividing interesting problems into pieces and solving them independently can be much less efficient than considering the problem holistically. This was an audio version of Sections 1, 2, and 3 from Supervising Strong Learners by Amplifying Weak Experts by Paul Cristiano, Buck Schlegeris, and Dario Amadei. Published on the 19th of October, 2018. This is part of the core readings for the AGI Safety Fundamentals course. This reading was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.